Hi guys, hope you're good. David Lynham here, welcome to Block 101 again. Um, this week I want to talk about loyalty because um, this is a conversation that comes up pretty much oh, two, three times every couple of months. Um, there's always someone looking at a loyalty program, thinking about introducing one, maybe revamping or changing one they've already got. Um, and so I end up talking about this a lot uh, with either clients that we have or just general sort of mates I've got in the industry or at clubs, that kind of thing. Um, there often seems to be a lot of debate around loyalty. So I thought it'd be worth doing a show uh, about it. It's worth putting it on an episode because it's uh, something that gets talked about quite a lot. Um, so really, like for me, I always think, do you even need a loyalty program in the first place? I think, you know, loyalty often gets confused with things like rewards um, and sometimes you know it's just semantics and other times it, there's quite a, a difference depending on what a club might be trying to achieve uh, introducing what they will call a loyalty program um, and so you know first and foremost you know do you even need it if it's there what's it there to do if you don't have it and you're just looking to introduce one you know how have you coped before is something happening now that means you need to bring one in uh, is it going to serve a purpose, really? Um, because what I have seen happen um, a few times now is these sorts of things get introduced and you just confuse the hell out of your fans even more and it doesn't really take off in the, the way that you might have intended. Um, so there's got to be, you know, like everything, I guess, there's got to be a clear purpose for introducing it in the first place. Um, hopefully it's there to solve a problem that is existing and maybe, you know, you've tried to solve in other ways or... Uh, maybe you know the, the club has grown so so much in the last few years and you need to introduce this now to to help to make certain decisions for example um, so being really clear like everything I always say be clear about why you want to do it what it's there to do how it's going to help you um, this is definitely something you should avoid just for uh, you know because we can because the club up the road is doing it all of those reasons definitely not valid when it comes to introducing uh, a program like this. Um, so once you've defined, you know, you do need it, uh, it's then, you know, you've got to be really clear about what it's there to do and what the rules are. Um, because loyalty is, uh, particularly in sports, and, you know, if you take football as a good example, as soon as you start to associate a value against the loyalty of someone's support, you're on, on thin ice. Uh, so you need to have really clear rules and guidelines you know if it's about accumulating points for certain things what constitutes you know something that's going to get you points what's something that isn't what are the rules around you know claiming points retrospectively all of these edge cases it's, it's so important that you sit down and go through them and think about all of the possible things that could happen and could go wrong um, before you make any announcements because as soon as you go out there and you know if you haven't got a clear set of guidelines on what is or isn't allowed, then you know you're just going to get people angry and you're going to end up causing yourself a load of extra work because you've got a load more emails than you used to now with people you know asking either asking questions about your program or claiming things um, that maybe you know in your head you think they're not entitled entitled to. Um, but people will all of a sudden find ways to claim extra points. If there are loyalty points at stake, people will find ways to, uh, to get them to, to you know, um, 
improve their chances of things. So be clear about what it's there to do um, and make sure you've got a very clear set of guidelines on you know how I accumulate points, what they're used for, how long they last for, um, you know, and what to do in certain situations if you feel like you haven't been allocated the points that you 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 deserve. Because um, it kind of just brings me to to you know the question I haven't got the answer to, but you know, how do you even measure someone's loyalty? You know, I know clubs at the very top level they have to have things like loyalty schemes mainly to to sort of have a the fairest possible way in their eyes of um, balancing demand and supply so you know this is something I, I had it was well for a lot of the time probably the bane of my life at Spurs um, but you know where you had more people wanting tickets for things that you know they just weren't enough tickets for then you know having a, a loyalty scheme in place was probably you know the fairest way that you could then decide who should get access to tickets when you know there wasn't enough to go around. Um, but measuring that, I think, is tough because you know, in one sense, what are we saying? If you spend more money with us, that means you're more loyal. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, equally, you know, just because you've been a fan for 20 years longer than the person sat next to you, does that make you more loyal? You know, maybe they weren't alive 20 years ago. So how could they be a fan? So, you know, how do you make this fair? And I, I don't think there's a, a perfect answer to this. Um, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, being able to just buy loyalty just because you can spend more money or you can you can sort of buy your way up the, the loyalty uh, league, if you like. Uh, I don't think that's fair either. Um, I don't think there is a, a perfect answer to this. Um, but... You know, for most clubs, they'll go through like some kind of point system. Um, it's generally, you know, based on uh, either matches attended or, or matches or items purchased. Um, it's really important as well that you you decide how you want to allocate your your points. Um, you know, this came up in a conversation I had just the other day, where you know, in in one instance, I had a club looking to do something like this. Uh, based on on you know when you scan into a game which you know I can understand that it's fair you've actually attended therefore you know you'll be allocated your your loyalty points on that basis um, I've also worked with clubs where they're quite happy to allocate you your loyalty points just for buying tickets um, and that's obviously open to abuse as well you know because uh, I can just buy a load of tickets not show up get the points uh, and away I go. And equally, you know, if you do it based on, on scans, it doesn't necessarily mean that the person who scanned in is the, the account holder, if you like. Um, so there's no foolproof way. Um, but that's why I do think it's really, really important you just clear about what it's there to do in the first place or what it's there to prevent. Uh, and then that will help you to make some of these decisions. So, you know, how are you going to allocate them? Uh, how do you measure them? Um, whether you're attending or whether it's just for buying, you know, understand that there is you know upsides and downsides to both um so you know be be really clear there about you know which way i get points and and be open to the fact that people unfortunately are probably going to try and abuse the system in some way for their own gain uh, and you know unfortunately that's that's you know the way that things sometimes work out um the other thing to think about is is sort of the life cycle of your loyalty scheme and, and how that works um, I certainly remember in my time at Spurs, we had a, a scenario um, 
whereby the general perception was that the, the loyalty scheme that was originally in place just meant the rich got richer. And so what we didn't realize until sort of a, a few seasons in is that the general feeling was that there's no point in even trying, if you like, because the people at the very top of that loyalty points system or, or list, um, there was no way of catching them because, you know, they had been maybe fans for 30, 40 years. They had as many points as you could possibly get since the loyalty schemes were introduced. So if I'm starting out today and I'm starting on zero, you know, how long is it going to take me to get to a point where I can, can be one of the sort of the, the leaders, if you like, uh, and get access to some of these high demand games. Um, so, you know, we had to change that slightly. Uh, and so we looked at things like, um, you know, only sort of going over the last five years and then on the, the fifth year, sort of getting rid of the, the oldest year of points. So your totals are always going to change, but it gave you half a chance if you were starting from scratch. Um, you could, you know, realistically say within a couple of years, I, I've, you know, if I'm going to go to all the matches I can, I've got a, a fair chance of being up there when it comes to some of the high demand stuff uh, and being in with a shout and in with, in with a chance of getting them. Um, so if there's going to be, uh, you know, if you're using points, I should say, if you're using points for things like demand and supply, um, think about expiry of those points. What you don't want is the people that came in first just sort of racing away with it and never being able to be caught because the knock-on effect of that is going to be you know years down the line people being put off uh from transacting with you because they just you know they don't see the point quite frankly and it becomes quite difficult then to, to try and redress the balance um the alternative then is you know i've seen this quite a bit uh clubs using them uh, so you can redeem them against things, um, which again, you know, has has a place. Um, you probably want to set expiry dates on that as well. Um, but you know, being able to exchange your points for things like uh, merchandise or money off for season tickets or match tickets, um, I'm not sure if I if I really call that loyalty. I think that's probably more like a reward scheme. Um, and again, you know, it's probably just terminology. But I just think when you start to put values on loyalty around sports fans you know you've got to be really careful um so you know redeeming them for items that can be an interesting way to go um is there much value in it maybe maybe not i think you know if you're if you're looking at things like you know get an extra coffee when you get to the ground or something is that really enough to incentivize and excite your fan base i'd argue probably not um but equally you know if you've been a, a fan over a season and you know, you've been to all of the away games and you've been to as many home games as you can and you've built up a, a nice batch of points and, you know, you then fancy getting a club shirt or something like that. Um, you know, that's quite a nice incentive to um, encourage people to, to sort of spend more money with the club. And, and you know, um, I feel valued, I guess, as a customer as well. So, yeah, you might want to think about, you know, what, what way do I go? If it's a case of, uh, you know, you're oversubscribed for all your matches, um, and you need a fair way to be able to allocate your tickets, for example, then, then the loyalty scheme, the sort of what I call traditional loyalty scheme based on points is probably what you need. Um, if you're looking to introduce something where you're redeeming things, I'd, I'd try and avoid the word loyalty altogether uh, and, you know, call it a reward system. Um, and it can just be a little bit more inclusive that way, I think, as well. You avoid alienating some of your fan base. Um, but, you know, from a, a ticketing point of view, um, we 
have, I think we've deliberately held off incorporating as much of this as possible, to be honest, as a new system. Um, because even in the, you know, the 10 minutes I've been talking about this, I'm sure, you know, if you, if this is new to you or, you know, if you've got experience in this, you'll know straight away that this is not straightforward. It's, for me, I find it quite complex because um, it's one of those things that you're not going to keep everybody happy doing. Um, we've deliberately held off building much in the system in terms of loyalty and points and redeeming and rewards just because it's complex. You've got so many different ways of doing it. As soon as you commit to doing it one way, that's going to cost you a lot of money to then change it. Um, equally, I'm not saying, you know, just hold off and build everything for everyone because we'd probably be here for years trying to make that work. Um, but I guess it's not the most important thing for now for us. Um, you know, there will be a stage, I'm sure, when it does become the most important thing and we'll have to make some, some pretty tough decisions, I guess. Um, but equally, there are people out there that have built businesses around this as well. So, you know, that's another reason why I personally feel like it's the right decision to hold off putting it into our system um, because there are loads of people out there, third parties, that do it well and they do it as their core business. So sometimes I think it's better to defer to the experts who perhaps, you know, have uh, more knowledge in this area, they have more options, they have software and schemes that you can integrate with um and it you know they they have the the benefit of experience of doing this uh you know in multiple ways and in industries outside of our own as well um which can all, also be a really good thing um so you know if you're looking at introducing this look at the third parties look at what they do um you know they might give you some food for thought a few few good ideas think about that in terms of integrating with your current systems as well maybe it's going to be a case of you know sort of getting your ticketing supplier to have a chat with whoever you appoint to do your rewards and loyalty schemes and getting them to work together um and i don't think that's unreasonable and you're kind of getting the best of both worlds then as well so you know it's um it's not often you hear me say you know go to a third party and, and don't use us um but equally i think there are times where you need to do that and, and defer to the experts because um it's uh, it's a tricky thing to get right, if I'm honest, and I'm not a big fan of trying to be all things to all people because it very rarely, if ever, works out well in the end. Um, so I thought I'd just share that little uh, summary, I suppose, on, on loyalty rewards. It comes up uh, once in a while, I had a chat about it uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and I thought it might be, you know, something different to talk about other than, you know, everything else that's going on. So I um, thought we'd get back to, you know, some of the how-to stuff and, and uh, the box office stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully you found that of interest. So um, why don't you let me know, how do you get on with loyalty? Is it even something that you do? Is it something you're thinking about? I'm really keen to hear how people are addressing this. Um, like I said, my experience is really now... You know, it's over 10, 15 years ago in places like Spurs and the FA. We used it quite a bit for, for England fans traveling around for tournaments. Um, you know, and there was a clear need for it there. Um, but the world's moved on. And I think, you know, we see more and more clubs now using it to incentivize people, um, you know, not necessarily for, for working out who should or shouldn't get access to tickets, but more so around redeeming it for, for merchandise, for example, which, you know, can be quite a nice revenue generator for clubs uh, if done well and, and utilized in the right way. It's cool. So uh, that's me for, for this week. Um, stay safe. Hope you're keeping good and uh, I'll catch up with you again soon. See ya.